Perception is reality with your host, Christopher H. Bilberry. Well, 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 let's hope technology works in our favor. I'm telling you, I just, I, I, I am not very old, but I have a boomer mentality when it comes to technology. Uh, and I, I, let's, let's just say I hate it. Okay. I am not a technological wizard. Uh, I know people find that hard to believe because of all of the buttons of the soundboard and the compressor and, and this digital equipment and this equipment. But I tell you, uh, I just, I look at technology like uh, like a 60 or 70 year old person looks at at uh, technology and uh, you know that's just to say I really 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 hate it so um, I am your host Christopher H Bilbury Amber Green is co-host last night we actually sat down to record a full-length episode that would be released as episode 149. And I had to then go back after we recorded our episode to put in the commercials and to drop in some of the bumper music. And I did everything there. We had a little bit of a technical issue, and I lost everything. So when we record, I record to two different places. I record to an SD card in a a little device called an H6 Zoom recorder, and then I also record directly to my, what's called a DAW, a D-A-W, to my digital audio workspace. And uh, I, I record in those locations so that if I lose one or the other, I have a backup. And for some reason, something crazy happened. And for the first time in 163 total offerings, because I do have 14 bonus audio clips that are out there, and the 149 actual audio episodes, which make up a total of 163 episodes total, I have, for the first time, lost the full audio episode and that put us in such a bind i hate doing that i couldn't believe it i was like oh no what am i gonna do am i gonna just leave 149 go this week continue pushing 148 and then bump all my numbers back i really didn't want to do that and i really didn't want to leave you guys hanging this week so we decided that we would record in a little abbreviated episode you guys can listen to it get the uh everything from that episode that you can get from it and then we will be back next week with a full episode episode 150 it's the big big episode uh the 150th episode of perception is reality and we actually will be joined by a guest a very special guest someone who's been on the show uh three times in the past for you hardcore listeners i'm sure that probably gives it away For those of you that might be new, we will be sitting down and talking with, for his fourth appearance on the show, Mr. Donald Rainwater, the libertarian uh, who ran for governor in the state of Indiana in 2020 against Eric Holcomb and Dr. Woody Myers. He did a fantastic job. Uh, He is right now 
running his own podcast called Liberty is Essential that airs on YouTube and other podcast hosting sites. So you will have to check that out. We're going to be talking to him about that podcast, about what he's currently doing in the Libertarian Party, and about the possibility of seeing him as a candidate in the future and what his plans are for for 2022, as we will have midterm elections, who he's going to be supporting and what he's going to be doing. So you will not want to miss next week the 150th episode. We'll be sitting down with uh, Don Rainwater and uh, talking to him about all of that. Uh, Listen, as I always do before we get started here, I want to ask that you share the show with everyone you know. Remind them we can be found on all major podcast hosting sites. All they have to do wherever podcasts are heard is type in the full name Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. If it's easier for them, you could tell them to simply go to Google and enter in Bilbrey Podcast. That's B-I-L-B-R-E-Y Podcast. We'll pull right up. Also, you guys all check us out on Facebook and remind people to check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Bilbrey318 or Christopher H. Bilbrey on Facebook. There I release live video episodes almost seven days a week along with other content that you won't want to miss. All right, so we went in a little bit different direction for this re-recording for episode 149 for you here that you'll be hearing. Uh, and we last night we had recorded more in the same vein of where we've been the last couple weeks, kind of talking about what's right and wrong, talking about you know uh, whether or not there is gray area for government or, and, and what our perceptions are of that. We were talking about... Um, the idea of the uh, ends justifying the means and and really kind of going into all of that and questioning a lot of that. Uh, We lost that audio, so unfortunately, uh, that's not what we're going to be talking about in this episode. Just a few moments ago, I noticed that there was a news story that ran that said sometime, I guess, in the last day or two, last couple days, that Border Patrol agents in Arizona captured 130 people that had crossed the border illegally. And they took a picture and they showed this picture on the news of 130 people who had crossed over into America. And look, we've not talked about this on this podcast, and I I feel like we're getting to the point that it's such an issue that we need to talk about this, and we need to maybe come to some kind of consensus what we think here in the Midwest. You know, obviously, Indiana is fairly Republican, fairly conservative, but we are surrounded by... Many, many uh, cities and counties that have Democrat leaders, and of course there is definitely a right versus left approach to this, and you know how I am. Obviously, I'm a conservative, but I look at things through common sense. This is definitely a humanitarian issue, and so we wanted to talk a little bit in this episode about what's going on at the border, what's going on with immigration, and we wanted to kind of get the ball rolling on having this conversation 
obviously this is not going to be our only conversation on this. This is something that I think we will need to talk about uh, many, many times and look at various different options. But I wanted to at least get the conversation started so that you, the listener, could think about what we're talking about and maybe you would then consider to get involved with the conversation. Of course, anything that we talk about on here, if it spurs something, if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if you want us to focus on something, if you want to express your issues with whatever we talk about, we highly recommend that you contact the show. You can do that by emailing directly to K.H. Bilbrey. That's K-H-B-I-L-B-R-E-Y at gmail.com. You can also get a hold of me on Facebook. You can leave a comment on my wall. You can hit me up private. Or you can call or text the studio line at 765-546-9796. All right, so before we get into this conversation, we do need to take a real quick break to make sure that we can pay the bills and keep the lights on. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to this re-recorded episode 149 of Perception is Reality. She's Amber. I'm Chris. We'll be right back. Friends, are you looking for that great cup of coffee to get you started in the morning? Then I'm telling you, you need to check out the folks at Fruit of the Bean Coffee at fruitofthebeancoffee.com. Look, folks, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not a coffee drinker, but producers Kate and Niles, they are, and they got some of this coffee from fruitofthebeancoffee.com, and it's magnificent. They open that coffee up, and it just wafts out into the air, and I tell you, the smell alone is able to just do the job, wake you up in the morning, get you ready to go, and give you what you need. I'm not a big coffee drinker myself, but for the folks out there that are, and I know that there are you folks that are big coffee drinkers, quit going down to the place with the green awning and spending all of your money there, because you can instead... Go to fruitofthebeancoffee.com and buy the best coffee in the world that will do the job and you can feel comfortable in knowing that a part of those proceeds will go to a great cause because the people at Fruit of the Bean Coffee like to give portions of their proceeds to stop sex trafficking and human trafficking around the world, which is a major problem in today's age. So my friends, check out Fruit of the Bean Coffee at fruitofthebeancoffee.com. Enter promo code PERCEPTION for 25% off today.
right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Episode 149, Perception is Reality. Chris and Amber, we are here, and we are talking just peripherally about the crisis on the border. Uh, Look, I'm not afraid to call it that. I know there's a big discussion right now in the media and in political circles on whether or not this is a crisis. And I'm here to tell you, anytime you have 130 people being rounded up in the desert in just one evening, anytime that you have 127,000 people coming over the border in the matter of a 30-day window, as we had in March, anytime those people are being stored on top of one another inside little plastic cages at the border and it's just miserable living conditions, yeah, that's a crisis. It's definitely a political crisis. It's definitely a humanitarian crisis, and it is something that we need to be able to sit down and have a discussion about. I'm so sick of the left versus right, right versus left type of dialogue that goes back and forth during this. I feel like we need to approach this with a very common sense type of approach and we need to be able to understand that we might be in a place right now where we don't all agree. And that's okay. We don't have to agree at the start of a conversation. And let me clue you in on another secret. We don't have to all agree at the end of the conversation. The conversation also doesn't have to end. We can have a series of conversations as long as we are trying to to push the chains forward, move the chains, push the ball forward, as long as we are trying to get to some kind of a goal where we all, as people everywhere, are safe and we're secure and that people are being taken care of, specifically the most vulnerable. When I'm talking about the most vulnerable, I'm talking about children. All right, because let's keep in mind here that a large amount of the people that are coming over the border are children, are minors, okay? And I get it. Some of them might be 15. Some of them might be 16. But let's be very serious here. Those are still children, all right? They're not adults. They're not adults by our country standards. They're not adults by various other countries' standards. So we're talking about children. Even when we're talking about older teenagers, we're still talking about children. And this is something that we need to have a conversation on. I don't know what the right answer is, okay? I'm going to be really honest and tell you I don't know. I do not know. And for anybody out there that says, hey, hey, I know what the right answer is. It's the Republican answer or it's the Democrat answer. I don't know that you know the right answer either, but we can start the conversation. So I'm going to start off by asking Amber, what are, what are your thoughts on this? Have you been following this at all? I've been following it roughly. I mean, I'm not like, you know, getting notifications on my phone every time <laughs> there's a new news story or anything. Right. Um, because honestly, I think it's just, it's all just hypocrisy and the way it's being handled is bullshit, but you know. All right. So what is your belief uh, as far as immigration is concerned? Do you believe that we should have strong, secure national borders or do you believe that we should have open borders? Do you believe that we should have a mixture of the two? Uh, do you, I mean, what, what's your thought about open borders or secure borders? Where, where do you fall in the immigration argument? I think mm, it's kind of tough. Like, 
I don't think we should be, you know, shooting people if they try and cross into our country. Right. I, I don't think we should be as hardcore as some other countries. I do think there should be some type of vetting to get people to come over here. And I don't, the biggest thing I disagree with, like let them come over here. And once they're here, you know, let's sort things out, which I know is a lengthy process and takes time, but stop giving them more than you're giving the American people. So that's really kind of like where there's a lot of uh, argument there and, you know, like what, what, what should these people be getting? What is our role in that? What kind of humanitarian role do we play as a superpower? And there's various arguments there. And, and I've been talking to uh, a couple different people that have different arguments about this and have wildly vast differences in how they think that this should be handled. You know, of course, uh, you know, right now we're in a situation where for some unknown reason, a lot of these individuals who are coming over are minors and they are being dropped off of course the big the big deal the big news last week was the surveillance footage of the coyote that climbed the fence everybody thought he was going to maybe jump over and, and come into the country but no no he climbs the fence and then you see him lift up and over the fence a small child maybe four to five, six years old maybe, lift the child over the fence, drop it down a ways, and then let go, dropping the child like six to seven feet, and the child just kind of ugh, collapses there on the ground and stays down a moment, and then quickly you see him lift another child up and over, and this child was a little bit bigger, maybe eight, nine, ten, and he does the same thing, dropping that child down, and then he hops back over the fence, and he and another man run off into the night. You kind of see this through like heat signature surveillance footage and it's a shock to the conscience. This is just heartbreaking that this is happening because there these children are in this desert. Now obviously they knew that surveillance was watching them. These children were picked up so they're not just out there in the heat. They're not out there with no food. But then these children are taken to a processing facility and put inside this glass cage inside these like warehouses, detention centers, and it's just really, really horrible living conditions. Uh, you know, there's problems with sickness and there's problems with, uh, you know, pedophiles, people that want to hurt and abuse children, sexual predators, and various other ills that normally in society we wouldn't want children to be around and in conditions where we wouldn't want children to be. But honestly, conditions we wouldn't want anybody to be involved with. And so that right now is playing on the hearts and minds of everybody or should be. I don't care who you are. If you looked at that and you didn't get a little sick to your stomach, man, I, I don't know what's going on. But especially if you're a parent, a step-parent, or a you know, teacher, somebody who, who is around and loves children, that was really hard to watch. And knowing what we have going on down there is really, really tough right now, no matter what side of the aisle you're on. And somebody who is willing to look at this 
through different lenses like I'm willing to do. I'm not willing to say, yeah, the Republican talking points on immigration is where I fall. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not sure that that's the right answer. I don't know that the left's answer is right either. I just, I don't really know. And this is, like I said, a conversation that I want to have over various episodes. And I want to have you, the listener, involved in this conversation. I want you guys to let us know what you think. I want you guys to talk to us if you think that we're on target, if you think we're off base, if you have ideas, and I want you to get them to us. Again, you can email the show by emailing khbilbrey at gmail.com. That's K-H-B-I-L-B-R-E-Y. You can hit me up on Facebook, Christopher H. Bilbrey on Facebook. You can comment on the wall. You can send me a private message or you can call or text the studio line at 765-546-9796. Okay, so getting back to the news story. So that was last week. Now today, the big news story this morning or last night was there was a kid who was sleeping in the desert with somebody, maybe a family member, maybe a coyote. We don't really know who. And when the kid woke up, the adult was gone. And there's just this kid who's left crying, kind of sobbing out in the desert. And we scooped him up and and take him off to this, you know, facility. And, and that's horrible. And then, of course, this afternoon, the picture is released from Arizona where the Border Patrol in Arizona picked up 130, 130 individuals who crossed the border and they were all just in one location. And that's crazy because now all of these kids are... All of these adults, 130 people there, everyone that's being picked up is taken to these detention camps where they're put in these little cages that are clear and they look kind of like zoo cages. I I thought that only Trump did that. Uh, Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's, it's quite amazing that that is still happening even though Joe Biden is now president and Trump is no longer in the White House. We still have the situation where kids and the adults are going into what people are calling cages. And I would clearly call what they're going into cages. I would also call this a crisis. But if you recall, everybody on the left was calling them cages when Trump was in charge. Now, not only are they not wanting to call them cages, hell, they don't even want to call this a crisis. And now I'll be honest, I don't care what you call this, but it is an issue that we really need to try to get to the bottom of. And I can tell you, it's extremely sad and disheartening to see what's happening down there. And look, I get there's a lot of people that don't want to discuss this in a political reference, but listen, immigration has been a political sticking point since the beginning of forever. It is a right versus left, left versus right type of issue. And I can understand why people don't want to make it that, but there's also so many other people that that's solely what they want to make it. I feel like we need to start looking at this as a humanitarian issue and dealing with it that way and with common sense. And in my opinion, the perfect place to start using common sense would be in identifying this as a crisis, because it is a crisis. It is a massive influx of people across the southern border, people that are coming across, quote-unquote, illegally, people that are then being detained for numerous amounts of days, children that are being detained in very tight quarters, 
not much food. The 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 sanitation uh, down there is horrible. It is a very unsanitary uh, way for humans to live right on top of each other. Disease can spread. You can have children who are being mistreated, abused, molested. It is a very, very horrible situation. And when you're talking about 130 people being rounded up by the border patrol in Arizona just last night in one area. My God, that is a massive influx of people. Matter of fact, I was doing some research right before we started recording, and I found that in the month of March 2021, just last month, in a 31-day window, 127,000 illegal immigrants came across the southern border into America. 127,000 people in 31 days. I mean, think about it like this. Imagine where you live, and now think about 100,000 people walking into your community, into your city, into your town over the next 31 days. Imagine how that would affect things in your community, how it would affect infrastructure, how it would affect literally every aspect of life in in that community. That's mind-boggling. And now, for those of you that are listening that are the numbers people and the money people, listen to this startling fact. Every year since 2003, the United States government has spent more and more and more money on border security. In 2003, the annual budget for every bit of Border Patrol border security was $5.9 billion, with a B, billion dollars, $5.9 billion. In the fiscal year 2021, we will spend, as the United States government, $17.7 billion on border security. Do you know what that means? If you divide $17.7 billion by 12, 12 months a year, that means we spent $1.5 billion in the month of March 2021 on border security, and 127,000 people still made it into the country. I just can't help to think that that is a massive waste, waste, waste of money. I mean, $17.7 billion spent a year, which means that's $1.5 billion spent each month. We spent $1.5 billion in the month of March, and 127,000 people still made it into the country. Is there not a way that we could spend that money better off? Is there not a way that we could help people in need, help these people in need? Is there not a way that we could help fight this humanitarian crisis at the border? Rather than wasting money trying to keep people out and people are still getting in to the tune of 130 people a night, 127,000 people each month? Holy shit. And they say that's on the rise. That's on the rise. It was 127,000 people in the month of March. It was less than that in February. What if it's more than that this month and more next month? 
I mean, that it, it honestly hurts my head to think about it. It's crazy. And it's crazy to think about it in the terms of the amount of money that we are wasting that could really be going to help these people, to help our people, to help anybody instead of just pissing it away like this. Let me ask you a crazy question. What would happen, do you think, if we just said, okay, no more border security. We're not wasting another penny on this. Anybody that wants to come in can come in. America now has open borders. What do you think happens if we would say that? Nothing. Really, honestly. I mean, that's a really interesting kind of thought that, you know, just nothing would happen. I mean, what happens if we would spend that money, that $17.7 billion on helping Americans and helping the people that are coming across the border rather than spending it on, I don't know what the hell we're spending it on, but what do you think if we would use that money to help those people and help our own people instead? I mean, what is what is it getting spent on? I understand that we have Border Patrol officers, so obviously we're paying them. But other than, I mean, I don't know. they're not stopping anyone from coming in right unless they're like actually trying to drive the only way that they're stopping people right now and this is just it's laughable like i know it's not funny but it's so incredibly screwed up the only way they're stopping people from coming in the country right now is that they test positive for covid right that's it not right well and these are people that are already citizens like i'm sorry you can't come back home from your vacation because you have a cold. Right. But these other people that are crossing the border illegally, and we have no clue what they have, you know, criminal records, diseases, anything otherwise. Sure. Come on in. No problem. Right. Well, then what? Like how, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, but how incredibly backwards is that? Well, I mean, right. And w- listen, we're being lectured everywhere about super spreader events. Look at what's happening down there. They're taking these people that very well possibly could have the virus. They test them, but then they stick them in these cells and they're right on top of each other. And it doesn't look like the ventilation is anything too special. Who knows what's going on? They look like little Petri dishes. What it actually looks like is it looks like if you go to the zoo and you see the animals behind the glass cases and they're just kind of there like laying around, milling around, sitting up, eating, doing whatever. That's what it looks like. And they're playing this on American TV on all of the news channels 24 hours a day. It's crazy. It's insane to look at. It looks horrible. It's very, very sad. It's dehumanizing. It's it's very, very um, horrible to look at. But that's what they're doing. And they're sticking these people in these cages, in these glass enclosures, and they're right on top of one another. It looks like there's 30 or 40 people in some of these same rooms. Who knows what they're spreading back and forth. And then after a certain number of days, they're taking these people and they're taking them out of these glass enclosures and taking them to hotels that the United States government is paying for. And then from the hotels, they're taking these people and they're putting them on airplanes and they're spreading them out throughout the entire United States. And that's all part of that $17.7 billion. I just can't help but to think that it could be spent better than trying to cause super spreader events and then sending the people out throughout the United States. That's honestly like the least of my concerns when it comes to illegal immigration, because according to, you know, science, I wish you could see the motion I'm making with my hands right now. (laughs) Right. Anything is a super spreader event. My kid going to school is a, well, sure. a super spreader event. Graduation is a super spreader event. Sure. Um, but, you know, having hundreds of people in the White House every day isn't. So right. whatever. Right, right. Um, so that's really the least of my concerns. 
why are the American people always getting the shaft to immigrants? Well, why? So why, right? Yeah, look, that's a question. There are a lot of questions here, and I'll be honest, I don't have the answers. I don't think a lot of people have the answers, and that is why a simple, down-to-earth, humanitarian-type conversation has to happen so that we can start the dialogue to try and work towards answers because what's happening currently is not working. And so this is where you would have the conversation. Do we take care of Americans first? Do we stop them from coming if we let them come? Do we make them fend for themselves like a lot of Americans have to? Do we take care of them if they come over the border? We take care of them first. You know, for the people that's out there saying we need to take care of them just the same as we would Americans because they are people too. Why does it matter that we're Americans, you know, people are people and we okay. give them food. I'm, I'm fine with that. If, if that's what it takes, like, you know, if, if they're, I completely agree. They're people too, but if they're not required to pay taxes or to have a social security number or to register themselves with the BMV or, you know, any of the other things that I have to do simply because I was fucking born here right. and take all those things away too. Yeah. I have no problem with feeding them. I have no problem with helping them. I have no problem with letting them live here. But don't require more out of me because I was born here and less out of them because they weren't. I get that exactly. You know, if, if the argument is we don't want to treat Americans different than we treat them, we're going to treat everybody the same, then the argument has to be we're not going to treat them better because they're them and not us. We're going to treat everybody the same. Oh, well, okay, let's uh, take a real quick break, and when we come back, we will finish this discussion up. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the 149th episode of Perception is Reality. Chris and Amber will be right back. Perception is reality. Reality. What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Rocket technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers greater confidence in you. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information, appraisal, and title report. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing under license in all 50 states and MLS consumer access.org number 33.
today's best electronic music on Ecstasy FM 69.9 on the radio dial. Let's trip. Let's trip. on the border the immigration crisis and it's nothing short of a crisis let's be very clear that's the first place that we can start in talking about all of this in trying to do something to hopefully make something better we have to first identify the problem and the problem is it is a crisis it is a humanitarian issue that we are dealing with on the southern border. But in having a conversation, sometimes it can be a debate, and sometimes it can be a negotiation, and sometimes, and most oftentimes, both sides have to give up key points to try and get to a solution that is okay for everyone. And I think that's what we're going to have to do here. And I want to say something right off the bat where I think that we might be able to make some concessions. All right, there's a big push by Democrats and those on the left to make sure that like almost before they get food and water, the first thing that happens with these people is they're signed up to vote. And they're like, quick, quick, let's get them signed up as Democrats. And I want to say, okay, let's make sure that that's way far down on the list. These people need food, water, medical care. We need to figure out what's going on and then go from there. And I want to even say that I would say this as a point of uh, kind of good faith. Let's say maybe we let them in, we care for them, but why don't we do this? Why don't we agree that all immigrants or illegal immigrants, aliens, whatever you want to call them, that come across the southern border... The first thing that happens is they give up the ability to be able to vote in a federal election or a state or local election for eight years. Let them get acclimated to the country. Voting should be the last thing that these people are worried or concerned about, okay? Let's let them get here. If they're going to come, let's care for them, find out what's happening, and not push politics down their throat. I would say that would be a step in the right direction. A lot of Republicans I know would, would be happy about that. Some might say longer. I'm just, I, I don't know that four or eight makes sense. Maybe it's 10, maybe it's 12, maybe it's, 
Maybe it's one election cycle. I don't really know. I'm just trying to come up with ideas that can at least get us talking, okay? Like, we'll feed them. We'll make sure that they have medical care. We'll make sure that they have a place that's not a cage to stay. But we're taking voting off the table for a while. I think that's a good place to start. I mean, hell, I am of the opinion that if you're an American citizen and you move from, say, Indiana to Ohio, that you should not be permitted to vote in a local election, maybe even a state election, at least for one voting cycle so that you can get acclimated to what's going on there. Now, you can vote in a federal election because it's all what it is, but you shouldn't be able to move from Indiana and then vote just in, in six months during that local election because you don't know anybody in that time. But that's for another, another, another show, another time. But that's similar to what I'm trying to say here with the immigrants. Maybe that's an idea, you know? I, I don't know. But I do, again, want to offer to the audience a chance for them to contact us and let us know what you think. Let us know your thoughts, your opinions. Were we right? Were we wrong? We didn't even start to scratch the surface on this. This is just us beginning a conversation because it's in the news. We all need to be talking about this. We all need to be a part of the conversation. What we talked about here loosely... Okay, give us your thoughts on that. Also, go more in detail. Let us know what you think. Right, wrong, left, bad, whatever. There is no wrong, okay? I'll be honest. Let's just start throwing things out and having a conversation. Let's try to do what we can to come to the table and make this better for everybody involved. It's not good for them. It's not good for us Americans either. The whole situation is bad and we need to be able to come up with a common sense solution. So please, if you have any thoughts about this, contact us here at the show. You can email me again at khbilbrey at gmail.com. That's k-h-b-i-l-b-r-e-y at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on Facebook at Christopher H. Bilbrey on Facebook. That is facebook.com forward slash Bilbrey318. There you can send me a private message. You can comment on my wall. You can also go to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey on Facebook. We have a Facebook page there as well. I use both pages. You can comment or, or send a message there private. Or you can call or text the studio line at 765-546-9796 and give us your thoughts and opinions on this because this is just the very beginning stages of communicating about this and we want to hear from you. We want to be able to talk about your ideas on the air in future episodes. We plan to have various other episodes about this in the future as this is an ongoing issue, an ongoing crisis, and we want to be able to represent all thoughts and all opinions here because that's part of having a common sense, grown-up discussion. All right, so we're just about out of time, but before we go, I do want to say next episode is going to be a big one. It's going to be episode 150, and we're going to be joined by a guest that has been here many times. Actually, he is the uh, most 
frequent guest that we've had on the podcast. He, I believe this next episode will make his fourth appearance. It's none other than libertarian Donald Rainwater. You'll remember Mr. Rainwater was a candidate for governor in the 2020 election. He is now the host of his very own podcast called Liberty is Essential. You can find Liberty is Essential on YouTube and on all other major podcast hosting sites. So next week, episode 150, we'll be talking to Don Rainwater about the podcast, about the state of Indiana, about where we're at, where we're headed. We'll be talking to him about the midterm elections and his plans for the future. So please remember to share that information with everybody you know. Also, don't forget to tune in yourself. It will be a great episode and you won't want to miss that. Besides that, Amber also, I believe may have a big announcement next week that she will be telling all of you exclusively. Uh, is that right, Amber? You'll have a big announcement in episode 150? I may. Okay, You're so just going to have to listen to episode 150 to find out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Amber may have an announcement in the next episode. Tell everyone where they can find you. I'm on Facebook at Amber Green. Green has an E at the end, and my business page is a touch of green as well with an E at the end. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this 149th episode of Perception is Reality. I'm Chris, she's Amber, and you guys have been fantastic as always. Don't forget to share the show with everyone you know, and remember, you can better government through citizen involvement. It all begins with you. You guys, take care. Talk to you all again real soon. God bless. See ya. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com or get off your butt and call the show at 765 546 9796. Till next time, remember. Perception, Perception is, is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.